We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I thought the first half our defense was good, except for McMahon. Uh, you know, each Joe left them once, Buddy left them once, Elijah once, and Quincy once. And the one thing we wanted to do in the first half was not to let McMahon get free. And that was the difference in the half. The second half, our guards did a better job. We found him better, but we didn't rotate and take away the inside play. And... Uh, that was it. That was the game. They just got too many easy shots, obviously, down there. Uh, their defense was good the whole game. Uh, I thought their defense was just better than our offense. I think they're a really good team. Uh, I think they've got a chance to beat anybody. And uh, tonight we just weren't good enough in the second half, defensively or offensively. Questions? We don't have a tired guy out there. Um, we're not good enough at the end of the game in the games we've lost to win. That's the bottom line. Um, I wish we were better. I wish we were doing something wrong that we could correct, but we're just not quite good enough. These guys have fought hard. I mean, to go down to the wire at Florida State and Clemson and to win the four road games that we've won, uh, it, I think it's tremendous for the tribute to this team, what they've done. I'm happy with what this group has done. They're doing everything they can to win. But, you know, and we'll do everything we can win the last five games we play. That's all we can do. But there's no, some reason that they're not winning. We're just, sometimes we're just not good enough. That's all. All right. Thanks. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. Rate, review, and subscribe if you would. We appreciate that. It really helps us out. So thanks to everybody who already has. Um, we are back. We're a day late, uh, but it better late than never, right? Isn't that the little yeah. thing, Joe? Sure. So... Joe is Joe is without his normal equipment, so he is joining me via Skype from Syracuse. He'll be at the Georgia Tech game this Saturday. Well, tomorrow. Yes, it's, so we will probably be doing the next show on Monday because Joe's got to uh, figure in some travel time there. But so anyway, uh, Louisville snaps a two-game losing streak on the Orange, ninety-nine to sixty-six. Uh, would or what was it? Yeah, ninety to sixty-six, not ninety-nine. 90 to 66, making Syracuse worst loss of the 2019-20 season. Um, it was probably the absolute worst time to play Louisville 
uh, coming off of a, a couple of tough losses, and they were at home. So uh, not great. And Georgia Tech seeks revenge on the Orange this Saturday at 4 in the Dome, as previously mentioned. So we will go over all of that stuff here shortly. But first, I am going to tell you about the good folks over at my bookie. And to do so, I might need a little piece of paper here in front of me. It does help. So listen, whether you are a first-time player or you got some experience, regardless, go to mybookie.ag. If you have any questions, their patient customer service teams can help you out, answer any of the questions you got, and get you rolling. And, you know, my bookie, honestly... Out of all the sports books out there, if you're going to do online betting, any sports book, my bookie's the place to go. They have the most prop bets. You don't just have to bet on sports, but I recommend it. Either way, go there, uh, log on to mybookie.ag, make your first deposit using the promo code CHAIR, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. That's mybookie.ag, promo code CHAIR, C H A I R. They will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks to jumpstart that bankroll. Um, so go there today. We appreciate it. Uh, you play, you win, you get paid. Thank you, my bookie. All right, so um, we roll on. We roll on. All right, Ryan McMahon lit it up in the first half with 12 points, but Syracuse would keep him in check in the second with one point. The problem in the second is that everyone else uh, went off like dynamite. So, you know, go figure. Jordan Oro stops his scoring skid from the past couple games with a game-high 17 points. And, you know, basically, this is our lives as Syracuse fans. It's just, it, (laughs) it just figures. So, the good, Quinta Guerrier. Great job. Another double-double. 14 points, 12 rebounds, and only two fouls. He continues to improve, uh, but most importantly, he's getting more and more minutes, and more and more minutes, obviously. That's going to lead to consistency, and I think we're seeing it. Um, So hats off to him. He did a great job. Uh, The bad, Sadibi played 11 minutes. Fouled out. 11 minutes and fouled out. I honestly think I could do better than that. Uh, That marks his eighth disqualification of the year and fifth of the last six. Negative nine on the boards for Syracuse, 45 to 36. They are now ranked 229th. And we had started tracking this going into full swing ACC play against Notre Dame. And they were right right at 200 going into that game. They got up to 165 through that five game win streak that they had there early in ACC play and now they're back to 229th just slipping uh the orange uh had an obvious off night um you know and they've only won two games this year scoring under 70 points I think one was UVA and the other one was Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech was 69 points so they're not scoring they ain't winning obviously because the just the defense has just not been there so speaking of which um you got to score a lot to win, and that would be because of the defense. Giving up 90 to Louisville, the Cardinals were 46.9 from the field and 41.7 from from three. In the last six games, going all the way back to the Clemson loss, Syracuse Syracuse teams have shot Syracuse opponents have shot an average of 47.5 from the field, 36.5 from three. And our record in those six games is one and five. The one win came against Georgia Tech. That was a two-point win. And obviously, that was the worst shooting team out of them all at um, 37.7% from the field and 22.2 from three. So, Joe, it's like this team's kind of hit a brick wall 
And um, as we were watching them progress and things were getting better, the three point, the, the inside game came, the, the outside game behind the arc kind of yeah. uh, fizzled out. And, you know, if you, if you, if you can't score, you got to make stops. And if, and if, <laughs> and if you can't make stops and you can't score, you ain't going to win. Yeah. And I think that's just what you've seen. Again, this is the reason why, I talked about how I thought that uh, Florida State was our best chance of winning because I didn't think that we liked I, I didn't like Louisville's matchup with us obviously and uh, they got the length they got the athleticism they can score from wherever so uh, I think a lot of it and I think has just come to realization with a lot of fans and and stuff but what Beheim says in his press conference about um, sometimes it's just we're not as good as the other team and that's the answer. And I think yeah. that that's kind of what we're seeing. And as the season's gone on, you know, what as coaches see more and more game film and see what people do, I think. The- I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. The, uh, the recipes out there and kind of who to stop and how to stop them um, as far as on offense. And there's just limitations that we have. And this whole, it's just becoming harder and harder to outscore these other opponents um, when other teams are figuring out how to guard uh, Buddy and Elijah. Now, I think Joe is finding he's he's getting better as far as being able to score and do certain things that he hasn't done earlier in the season. The same thing with Quincy, but uh, now teams are guarding Buddy and, and uh, Elijah a lot tougher. Um, and even those guys seem to have started to nice. kind of hit a hit a wall as far as what yeah. he can do offensively as well, right? So, um that's just what happens as you go throughout a season. If you're not progressing and you're not getting better and figuring out ways to, to beat the other team, then there's going to be games like this, especially against a team so good like Louisville. Yeah, and, you know, Coach said it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to analyze about the game, right? Like, the defense was bad, um, and, right. and, you know, they weren't scoring. 
So there you go. Boom. There's your analysis. You know, it, got, it gets to the point where you, what do you do? You do you sit back and just let them kind of take some time down and score? Or do you try to rush it, maybe double team, maybe force a couple of turnovers? And that's really what it got down to was we needed to do things like that just to try to force a turnover or force some type of stop because we just weren't stopping anything. Right. So well, it was very frustrating. Yep. Let's 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 do a, let's do a little bit of a fan feedback and give you a little taste of that. But after that, we will move on to Georgia Tech. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know what to do. Go to the socials after the game, and I uh, ask you for your thoughts on the game. Go ahead, leave your thoughts there, and we will read through them and and, and try to get to some of them uh, on the next episode. So I didn't go to Facebook and ask for comments there. I went to Twitter only because I was going to do something different. I didn't even know if this episode was going to happen. So uh, that was on purpose. Um, it wasn't an accident. But I did get to get some stuff off of Twitter. So we'll do a couple, and then we'll move on. Uh, at dbone75, first Dick Vitale, great job. Someone, some would differ with that, but okay, I'm okay with Dickie V. It's fine. Um, this uh, this team is like a broken record. We can't hit threes. Our bigs can't stay out of foul trouble. We sure can't play defense. Cuse was slow tonight on offense and defense. This team looked like it quit at times tonight. Hashtag frustrated. Um, I, I've got to be honest, man. This is one of the games where... I don't know if it was the level of frustration, Joe, or if they if they were just giving up. But it 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 was a, some standing around and and not a whole lot of hustle. That Louisville just out hustled those guys so bad yeah. in that game. It was it was just gross to watch. Yeah, well, sometimes you get to that point, um, almost just a frustrating kind of defeated point where a team just understands that they're probably not going to win. But what I'm and it just makes it hard to play really, really hard for the last six, seven minutes when you know you really don't have a chance to win. But uh, that's really what happens when you when you get there. And I haven't seen that's the first game of the season that I've seen like that. Yeah, I would I would say the same thing. I'm, I haven't seen it all year. In fact, we've made it a point to talk about how this team never gives up and they're always fighting. But a couple times on defense, they just gave up. They gave. Up. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Up on, on some rebounds and they gave up just, just when, I mean, Louisville came out. They were not going to be denied in that game. Plain and no. simple. No, no, and we talked about that, right? Like them yeah. coming off two road losses and wanting to come back, and you know, a team that's top ten teams got aspirations to go pretty far in the tournament. Uh, they're going to come out hungry. Yeah, they dropped out of the top ten in in the in the um, AP poll. I think they're sitting eleventh. So yeah. uh, when you when you're playing a team like that, you want to be able to you know sneak up on them on the road. Uh, you know, maybe have them be in a little bit of a winning streak, and you know they're not really worried about you. Guard down. But, yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't the case. It didn't matter who was going to – I mean, I don't want to say it didn't matter who because obviously there's Duke and some other teams that are going to be difficult. But, you know, whoever was going into that uh, KFC Yum Center on Wednesday night, they were going to get the uh, the, the, full pl- the full platter of what Louisville had to offer. So Yeah, Louisville, um, you want to catch a team like that with their guard down. Uh, obviously not the case. But ironically, Duke goes ahead and gets crushed by NC State that same night. So yep. crazy. Um, yeah. So um it, you know, it didn't it made that win not look so terrible. You know, it happens. Yeah. Teams have bad it, it, it happens. Yeah, right. exactly. At one Kev Nash, love these guys, but we need more talented players. The play uh, they play hard. We know we have a great coach. The overall talent ain't there. Hashtag go Qs. Yeah, Joe, I mean I mean coaches so much has said it this year and they're just not there. But you're no you're looking at nine sophomore and freshmen, no seniors, and you know, um you just not that they don't have the leadership, because I think they do, but the experience and they're just a young team still and, and yep. like we talked about with the like I mentioned with the the progression of this team was really good at first and then it's like they hit a brick wall, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's there's nothing really else you can say. Uh, again, I think that what he talks about with the, the athletes, uh, that's really where you see us struggle with certain teams. Um, some teams we still can match up with athletically, uh, but there's the other ones that give us problems, and those are the type of teams that we've been playing. So, 
at ZW Rodborn. Uh, I'm tired of seeing Sadibi in foul trouble. I get that coach feels he isn't ready, but I would like to see what Edwards can give. As for this game, shot poorly, and it got worse as the lead grew and pressure mounted. Throw this one away and move on. ACC tournament is all that matters. Well, I will say this. I think that the, the the a lot of even some of the the media guys. I think I saw something from inside the Loud House that said um, these next five games mean they're meaningless. I believe the headline was, and they kind of are because you look at you know you got to get into the to get into the NCAA tournament. You got to win the ACC tournament at this point, right? Yeah. Can we agree on that? Uh, you're no. not you're not in total agreement there. You're not buying that, huh? I'm buying Do that. We have to win the ACC tournament. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. You don't believe so. Depends on who we play in the ACC tournament. We'd have to make a run. Okay. Depends depends on how many games that we win. And, how, uh, and who we play, when right? you turn around and you look at it, we've seen – I've seen teams with a record of 18 and 14 get in the tournament and stuff like that. You've seen it. It all depends on other metrics as well. Um, and realistically, us being, what, 14 and uh, 12? Yeah. Four. Yeah, fourteen and twelve, yep. and uh, seven and eight in the ACC. Yep. Um, if you we string together five straight wins, which I think this—that's a lot of the comments. I think that people have they just lost the trust. But realistically, when you look at it, if you go from fourteen to nineteen, and then all of a sudden you go from seven and eight to twelve and eight in conference, and you're probably the f- number four or five seed, something like that in the tournament, um, then it's you're you're going to kind of pop back up in that bubble radar. There's no doubt in my mind if we were to turn around and win the next five games and go to 19 and 12 that people would start talking about us again. And, I mean, obviously we'd still have to win something in the ACC tournament, but I don't think that would be – I don't think we'd have to go to the – we might have to go to the finals. Okay. You know. Fair enough. But but had to beat an FSU or Louisville or something like that or a Duke in the semifinals to get to the finals. Um, and then that would probably give us what two wins that get us to twenty one and twelve, and then losing in the finals to twenty one and thirteen. I mean, I think that kind of thing would get us in there. And realistically, a lot of it still has to do with the rest of, you know, just the college basketball spectrum and and, and what happens there too. So you never really know. Yeah, well, that's true. I I would, I don't know. We'll 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 see what happens. Um, Sadibi in foul trouble. He mentions. Wait, let's go to Edwards. This is more important because I hit Sadibi. Sadibi, eleven foul, uh, five fouls in eleven minutes. That is, that is unacceptable. <laughs> okay, it's like totally unacceptable. It's like one foul every two minutes and ten seconds. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, but but Edwards, he did he played good in his eight minutes, seven points and three rebounds. I mean, you know, he had two turnovers, but he had two blocks. Yeah, I mean, they really weren't playing. Uh, when it was, I, I know. I by know. the time he got in there, it was pretty much the game in hand, right? Yeah, well, it absolutely was. But, you know, he's still running around doing his thing, and he is an uh, awkward look. Like, hey, very awkward out there. You know what I'm saying? It works sometimes. You know, he had a, I think he had a decent pass one time for an assist, right? And, yeah. Um, I mean, he did finish around the basket, stuff like that, so... I mean, as a true freshman, he's not that far off from Sadibi, who's a what junior. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he played. He played. Um, he played eight minutes and only committed one foul. So there's that. Uh, at 
HDC2DC. I like Edwards and Gary A tonight. Saw them make a couple mistakes and learn from them. Saw them play hard. Saw them turn good defense rebounds, defense and rebounds into offense. Glad Buddy hit a few too. I love this team so damn much, even during seasons that are harder. Yeah, I mean, Buddy, um, you know, he played good. He's He scored 15 points. He was 6 for 15, though, 3 for 10 from 3. And we needed uh, uh, just a little bit more from him and Joe and, Eli- and Elijah, to be honest with you. Elijah had a, had a rough game, too. But, yeah, you know, I love the team, too. I didn't even get upset during that game because it was – Louisville set the pace so early – I just mm-hmm. felt like let's not have it be a blowout. And then when it was yeah. a blowout, I mean, I w- it was already in the second half and I just the writing was on the wall. There was no reason for me even to even get upset. So um, I hear yep. you. But anyway, um, that's it. That's all we're going to do for fan feedback today. I'm not, um, um, we're just going to try to move this along. We have already played uh, Georgia Tech once already, Joe. And Syracuse is going to try to get off the schneid this Saturday. You're going to be there at home against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech sits at 13-13, and 7-8 in the ACC as well. Syracuse is 2-3 and three in the Passner era so far. Uh, Syracuse took the first two meetings so far, uh, the first of two meetings so far this season, 97-63. The all-time series with these two teams sits at 6-6. Six and six. Georgia Tech with wins over Louisville and Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech in their last four games with a loss against Pitt. So um, they're playing at a higher level than they were when we played them the first time. And the difference is uh, Jose Alvarado. Um, he's leading the Yellow Jackets in assists with 4.2 and steals with 1.8. He's averaging 14 points per game behind uh, Michael DeVoe, who's averaging 16.3. 6'10", 250-pound senior forward James Banks III. He leads in rebounds with 7.4 and blocks with 2.5. And as a team, they're shooting 45.2 from the field, 66.5 from the line, and 30.1 from three. So... Not in in Jose Alvarado's not great. Uh, he's shooting around thirty percent from three too. Not a huge threat out there, but we know how um, those lyrics in that song goes. So, yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> no, yeah, uh, we talked about this even when uh, we played him the first time. I remember in the preview talking about um, Jose Alvarado and how um, having them. You know, missing him, it was going to be a different team, and we ended up. Um, I, I don't even remember when I look back and look. I was like thirty-four. Oh, so. Uh, but um, after that game, on the next podcast, I do remember talking about how, yeah, you know, if they have Jose Alvarado, the next time we play him, it's going to be a different game. So, and um, they have one five of the last seven. So being them being thirteen and thirteen doesn't look great, but it wasn't so long ago that they were eight and eleven. <laughs> right. You know. With uh, with only two um, ACC wins, so uh, they've kind of on the rise. Or they've came a long ways, and you nailed it as far as you know who we have to worry about. Alvarado and DeVoe, they're going to be problems. Um, they do have height too. Uh, I know that Moses Wright in the second half last at the first game, he kind of started to get his rhythm. Uh, I know, like I said, thirty four points. So, but he was uh, the leading um, points and rebounds uh, guy on the team in that game. And he found his spot in the middle of the zone there. I know uh, Usher there, he made some plays and he was kind of active. And obviously we got James Banks in foul trouble. Um, so now they have Bubba Parham, who normally starts 
or he started when we played him the when we played him the first time. But now, obviously, Alvarado's playing, so he's going to be coming off the bench uh, with uh, Evan Cole, another six eight forward. So they're deep in uh, their guard and their forwards and the guys that get normal minutes. Um, but it's going to be more or less with this team. It's going to be scoring. I think um, they're going to be out for blood. I'm sure they don't. No team likes getting beat by 34 points, right? Yeah, so, they crushed them. I know. So even though it's home, um, they're, they're going to want to come back. And Jose Alvarado, he had a game last year against this, a real good game as, as a freshman. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be nearly, nearly uh, as, as as big of a blowout. Well, no, I'll, I'll say and this: we better be ready, and that's the thing. Yeah, is, and that's the one thing I'm worried about is us coming off that and kind of still being down, you know, hopefully we let this game go because they better, better be ready to get punched in the mouth on Saturday against Georgia Tech. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Look, look, in the past six games, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, we're one in five in the past six games, guys, whole lot of losing going on. And we talked about how that bodes well sometimes, but can this team respond? I don't know. I, I, th- I think they, I, well, I do know they can respond. I know they can. We're going to be at home. It's going to be a mid afternoon game uh, going into the evening I think that's going to draw a big crowd. I'm hoping that that the uh, spirits aren't aren't so deflated that we can't. It'll make be a, loud. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe so. So we'll have at least um, one guy that's loud there, right, Joe? Yeah, hundred percent. You're with a big. You're going to be going with a big crowd. It's a nice little crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Take the party bus there. So I suspect there's booze involved and whatnot. That always helps. <sighs> yeah. So good luck. Good luck. Let's wish Joe good luck. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, need it. Uh, yeah. So um, anyway. Um, I think we're going to – yeah, we are going to need that, right? I think we can bounce back. Yeah. We do – Bayhams talked about that and the mentality of the team, and they're probably embarrassed more than anything, and they're probably looking forward to – hopefully looking forward to getting back on the court and proving that that's not the team that they are. Um, and another thing that's kind of good in, as far as we go, I mean – we're going to have to score, obviously. Georgia Tech, good at defense. That's why they kind of allowed – I mean, that's why they beat Louisville. And even the first time they played Louisville, they only lost by four at Louisville. And it was in the 60s. So they can play defense. The, the whole thing is, is can we stop their offense? And they don't really – like you talked about and like you hit on, they don't have a great three-point shooting team. But maybe that can help as far as our defense. We won't have to go out as far maybe on the, the perimeter – and close out as many three-point shooters, but I it's mean, it's the I don't open know. looks. It's closing out. It's the open looks. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's in the tape. It's there. So it, yeah. it, if if you can pass the ball well, you eventually are going to find a shot. And um, you know, Georgia Tech, we mentioned, dude, they 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 played some really good defense too against Louisville. Louisville only scored fifty-eight points. 64 mm-hmm. to 58, they win that game. We know Virginia Tech is on the Schneid. Uh, they beat them by 19, and yeah. and you know uh, they did get beat by Pitt, but and that's the thing is our recipe for how to stop our main scores is out there, and now they have Alvarado, who's maybe one of their best, if not, he's probably is their best defender, and he was kind of the leader of the team, and now you have a team where they kind of know how to stop us and. Now we're playing Alvarado for the first time, and they're a little bit of a different team that we played before. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who makes the adjustments. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. You know, let's um, just hope for the best. Um, so we're going to see a different team. It's almost like it's almost like um, 
a different, a totally different team. Really, the way they've been mm-hmm. playing, they've really responded well with Alvarado since he's come back. So uh, yeah, he, he missed a bunch of games and now he's good to go. So um, you know, we got and we got some tough games coming up at Pitt, uh, at home against UNC is not going to be easy. You know, Cole yeah. Anthony's back and and they they've struggled a little tiny bit here and there, but. Um, they've been better. That team has been better yeah. visibly. Yeah. So I just, I just don't like the whole chirping of the, you know, these games don't matter. This kind of stuff. I, I don't I want. Know. The, I know. You know, because I don't want yeah. the kids to come out and even to even feel that type of way. You know, like because I still feel like, and again, it, it obviously is the the optimist and you know a me of the optimism of trying to play it's the realism. Really. It's realism too, though, Joe. It's realistic. You know, well, yeah, it's it's realistic in the fact that if we do win, it's all about it's 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 all about you know. It's if we do win five in a row and we go to nineteen and and, and twelve, like right. we it, that's a bubble team. We're going to be bubble talking and we're going to be on the bubble. So it's right. just hard for it's hard for me to let me let me ask you something real quick. Do you think we've been on the bubble yet this year? I I, I would say no. I don't think we've been on the bubble. I think we've been off. Of, I think we've been outside the bubble. All year so far, I don't think. Well, the closest that we've been was right before this losing was, was, streak here. Was the five, which was the five game win streak. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that does, you know. So right. when you lose, and when you lose, it just makes it harder and harder for people to believe that you can turn around and not lose for the next two and a half weeks and get right. five five straight, right? So, yeah. um, but there's no doubt in my mind that you win five in a row, you get to nineteen and twelve. That's nineteen and twelve. That's that's bubble. Nineteen and twelve going into your conference tournament in a in a major conference. That's that's bubble talk, especially when you don't have a bad loss. Right, that's true. We don't have a bad loss, but we don't that have would a good be a win. situation where Our we'd have win. to we'd have to go in and make get some statement wins. But I right. think that would put us kind of right, minus the outstanding win or the real good win. Like that would put us right next to a lot of some of the more recent years teams. Yeah. As far as rec- record wise and situation, yeah, we've are we've always gotten that one big win and 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 just held on to hope through there, you know. So huh. I think it'll be clear, you know, at the end of these these next five games. But we are going to take it, Joe and I here at Cuse Militia. We're going to take it one at a time, like we always do. So yep. next is Georgia Tech tomorrow at four o'clock, or if you're listening on Saturday morning, it's today at four o'clock. Uh, so look for Joe. Maybe I mean you don't know what he looks like, but you. Well, actually, yeah. Joe Joe had his 15 minutes of fame during the Camping World Bowl, so hey, look, you look, can go look. back and look at that clip. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you see me, I'll probably be doing something similar up in one of the 300. Yes, exactly. We'll see if we can get on TV again. So all right, Joe. Uh, thanks for taking the time off uh, while you're while you're visiting with friends and 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 getting this done for us. Uh, we appreciate it. I appreciate it. Everybody else listening appreciates it because without Joe, I don't think it was going to happen. So. Um, thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to uh, all of you on Twitter who who participated in uh, fan feedback. Um, thanks to my bookie, obviously. So that's it for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.